Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Thursday and welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast. I am your host, Shay Elliott of the blog, theelliotthomestead.com, joined by my beautiful co-host, Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl. This is the podcast where we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind. So homemakers, we are your people. Welcome to the land of your people. Welcome. (laughs) You're looking very nice today. Thank you. I showered. Yeah, I did not. (laughs) I, about seven minutes ago, was mowing the lawn and weed whipping (laughs) like a maniac. (laughs) Thus. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I'd be doing it if I could. So I'm kind of jealous, but you look great. You look super fit. Okay. I have a bra on. I hope like I'm cropped this (laughs) tight enough here. (laughs) Um, Zoom in a little. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I've got got some water to hydrate and all this heat. Got some champagne to celebrate Thursday. So I feel like we're ready to do what we're doing here. Okay. Uh, If anyone cares, it's not 117 degrees anymore. We made it through those two days. Hmm. And we lost... Two chickens. Oh, yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Actually, we had this crazy panicked moment today because I was watering the gardens, always obviously trying to water at night Mm -hmm. in the mornings when it doesn't just completely evaporate instantly. And the water just stops. Like we water from our well. It just stops. We call the well (laughs) company and they're like, you probably ran out of water. I'm like, no, 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 sir. (laughs) I have 24 hours. (laughs) I have 24 hours to fix this problem because my sweet little English cottage gardens, everything is made to operate in an English environment, which is wet. So do you see any cactuses here? Anyway, turns out Stu came into the house and he's like, I think I found the problem. Somebody in the orchard had driven a tractor over one of our pipes that goes into our pond and busted it. And so all the water was just spilling out. So we didn't have any pressure because the pipe was broken and all the water was running off. Oh, So broken pipe, not great. Way better than a dry well. Oh my goodness. I know. Yeah. 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 So champagne. Yay. (laughs) Yay. The well's not dry. Have you ever listened to the country singer Chris Ledoux? Heck yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know that song, The Cadillac Ranch? He talks about like the cow's gone dry and the well has too, or the well's gone right. dry and the cow has too. That's what mm-hmm. I always think of. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. The cow's dry. The well's dry. Oh, my goodness. Time to start the Cadillac <laughs> Ranch bar. It's <laughs> all that can be left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, today was a good day. I had a good homemaking day, Shay. Did you? It, it was a good one. Well, we can, let, let's, we can we can talk about that after we uh, cue let's some, cue the wine music. Cue so the we wine can, music. Uh, sip appropriately here, and then uh, you can tell me about your great homemaking day. It's not Chris Ledoux. It's Duck in a Box. That's <laughs> the name of this song, friends, that you jam to. Yep. For the wine segment, it is literally called Duck in a Box. We All had a baby duck die today. Saturday night live skit. <laughs> We went very different directions, right? There. We went very different directions. I couldn't help myself. A few of them just drove off the road, but <laughs> the baby duck. 
and a baby duck. Two chickens and a duck. I'm actually really surprised that you didn't, I mean, not to be rude, that you didn't lose more chickens because they just get so uh, overheated. Yeah. It's always so sad. Yeah. I mean, shade, water, sprinkler, like there's not Mm -hmm. much else I can do. Unfortunately, (laughs) you're not coming inside. It's not like it's that much colder inside anyway. There's a line. (gasps) Anyway. Okay. Okay. Well, ladies, this is the part of the podcast where if you are listening to us in real time and it's Thursday night and you're cooking supper, it's a perfect time to pour yourself a glass of dry farm wines. That's who sponsors our wine segment because that's the wine that we drink. And uh, we love them. And we know that you're going to love them. And we know that you're going to love the sparkling, special little sparkling box that they have created for Homemaker Chic listeners. So here's what you do. Go to dryfarmwines.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Sparkling. And my contact at Dry Farms, Megan, she wanted me to remember to remind everyone that you get a beautiful little stopper, a little Dry Farm stopper in your first box. I was going to ask you the other day when you did the special, I was like, yeah, but what's the special? Because we always do three bottles of champagne. So it's a stopper. It's it's a good price and it's a stopper. Yep. And you can do it as a one-time order if you want. It's a price thing. Excellent. It's price and it's the stopper. And uh, what was the other thing I just said? Oh, you can do it as a one-time order. So Dry Farms can ship to you every month if you'd like. They'll ship you reds or whites or bubbly or whatever your little heart desires. Or you could do it as a one-time order. Either way, you're going to get an extra bottle in your first order just for being a Dry Farms customer. And with this special little sparkly promo, you get a beautiful little Dry Farms wine stopper. Fabulous. Their, yes. uh, their bling is fun. The treats they send I know. in their orders, they're, they're kind of fun. I'm like, I usually don't care about that kind of stuff. And when yeah. they send something, I'm like, ooh, look at this. I know. It's a stopper. I know. Wine charms. It is very fun. You know? Yeah. Yes. So dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic sparkling. Go in, get some beautiful, clean, organic, biodynamic, small, naturally yeasted, small, small batch, naturally yeasted wine. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. I have a confession. Don't tell anyone. My bubbly wasn't all the way cold and I put two ice cubes in the bottom. (laughs) That is like the, that is something I would never do. I must have been hot from mowing that lawn. That is not very chic. It is so not chic, but neither is my braless tank top or my bandana. (laughs) So I'm just killing it today. I'm wearing my Anna Louise jewelry because I never take it off, but I am. Yeah, I probably smell as good as I look. So. <laughs> well, what are you sipping? I don't know. Ice. I was just going to confess that I left the bottle downstairs as well. But it's bubbly. It's Yeah. I'm drinking an Italian bubbly as well, too. Is it? Which one is it? It's the it? same one I talked about last time. <laughs> I bought all the bottles. Um, the Note Blanche, I think is what okay. it's called. This one's a, it's like a beige uh, label with brown script. Ooh. We're like super good at this. We're we're good. You know, the one with the beige label, you know, (laughs) it's got a sticker on it. (laughs) We're very good. Actually, uh, you guys, let's just confess. We're not on our game. We're not on our A game today. Or maybe we are. I don't know. Depends on what you consider our A game. Every time we do a freestyle video, we get the emails that are like, I love those ones. And then we get the people who are like, you guys are worthless. (laughs) So (laughs) we're, you know. Last I checked, there were like a million other podcasts to choose from. So 
maybe on those freestyle days. That's true. (laughs) That is true. And, uh, you know, the reality is like life just, it does just happen. And I don't, do you feel like, okay, let me rephrase. At what age do you remember feeling like I have to be an adult? Like hard stuff comes, you got to deal with it. You got to just keep making the food. You got to keep washing the dirty socks. You got to keep balancing the bank account. You got to keep your head above water when stuff comes down that you're not expecting. When did, are you there yet? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, my answer is kind of depressing. I mean, I, you know, I was, um, you know, we joke about it when I talk about fashion, like being a mini adult as far as my tastes with fashion, like, yes, going back so far, but that's also in my personality. And so it's, you know, everybody's got their own dysfunction. That's mine. It's like, I've always been more grown up, unfortunately. Um, and, but then my parents divorced uh right right when joel and i were getting married and a lot of stuff happened with that and that was like oh i guess life is really hard you know Mm. so i went through like a five year period after that where it was freaking hard it was really hard so i and then by then you're then you're really growing up and so it's kind of just never never let up yeah my friend natalie sends me a meme she sent me a meme today that says Adulthood is just saying, after this week, things will calm down a little bit over and over until you die. <laughs> is that so? That is so pathetically true. It Sorry, really I feel is. Like my mic's hot. I don't know why I feel like I'm catching uh, loud noises on my mic. Uh, it really is so true. You're just, you tell yourself, mm-hmm. we're going to get it in order. Be so busy, or next yep. week, my laundry won't be piling up, or next week. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I think it's one of those that alone is a a great enough reason to do the things now when the unexpected hasn't come yet. Like, oh, you've laundry, grocery shopping. Like, oh, it's the choose your heart. Be be prepared. Prepared. (laughs) From a few seasons ago, excuse me, our theme was choose your heart. And that's why, because lest you are unorganized or dare I say lazy, yeah. Like life is going to happen, so keep it tight because keep it's it tight. Be easier when it happens. Yes, I mean, you know, it's it reminds me of um, being a mother because I feel like that's also motherhood, especially when your children are young. So when you have the newborn, you you know, I didn't care, but a lot of I know a lot of people are like, oh, I just can't wait till they sleep through the night. Okay, mm-hmm. and then life will be easier. And mm-hmm. then by that point, then they're teething. Okay, as soon as they're done teething. And mm-hmm. then that will be easier. Well, then they're 18 months and then they're throwing their first tantrum. Oh, and then it will be easier. <laughs> feel like you're always just like, huh, huh, mm-hmm. huh, huh. You know, it doesn't work that way. No. I'm here to tell you. <laughs> I feel like all of our season themes are so connected. And mm-hmm. I have to say, not that I inspire myself because I don't, <laughs> but this podcast and the community that it has created does inspire me. And I feel like God's providence in when we decided to start this podcast and how it's come to be and the amount of people that it reaches now. And man, I feel like I've grown up so much since we started this podcast where I'm, I'm like, okay, choose your heart. Calvary's not coming, (laughs) you know, stop and smell Mm -hmm. the roses. Like, Mm -hmm. You're hot for hospitality. Like all of these things 
have been put on our hearts and kind of we've been we've been talking to ourselves, not listening to ourselves. Yes. And do you I personally feel very accountable? Yeah. (laughs) Not like not like, oh, because I have the mic, I have to do it. But but like, no, we are all homemakers and bleep it. We're going to do a good job at this. Yeah. I I feel like we're all in it together. Yes. So I feel accountable. To other yes. home, like I've, to the concept, to the art of homemaking. Yes. So, yeah. No, I understand what you're saying. Um, and I want, like, there's a desire for that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a desire to uh, a heart posture towards our communities, the people around us, you know, we, from writing birthday cards, like we've talked about to taking somebody a meal to everything in between. Um, yeah. Uh, I should, I'm going to share. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Strap in. I didn't, I didn't bring my bottle up with me. I'm just kidding. Um, I? well, I feel like I have to, because we talked about it on a couple episodes ago. Um, yeah. Prepare yourselves, people. Um, we were at the river the other day, and I got a text from my sister. It was we're on one of those family text threads that never ever, you know, just doesn't stop, which I love. We're all in connection all the time. We all live to close by each other. Anyway, uh, my beautiful sister, who is pregnant, um, went into her appointment and her monthly checkup, and they couldn't find the baby's heartbeat, and. So she was said, you know, just pray for me because now we need to go have an ultrasound. I'm not going to go into the details because they're not mine to share. But ultimately, she lost the baby. Uh, She was about 20 weeks along. So it was a really big deal. Um, That's a very late miscarriage. I think Mm -hmm. they actually, it's considered a stillborn at that stage. Not that it matters. There's no magic week in which this is not a baby. Mm -hmm. Ladies. Um, anyway, so these past 48 hours have been a complete spiral for us because, because we, I lost a niece and her name was Emma and, uh, we got to see her and she was beautiful and fearfully and wonderfully made. Hmm. And it was, it's been a crazy, crazy time. Uh, so praying people. Pray for Bryn and TJ, if you would, um, because they are mourning the loss of their daughter. Anyway, I felt sad, obviously, grieved more than I thought I would. But I also felt like, okay, here you are. So, like, stuff's coming. What are you going to do? You know? And I just, I love the honing of skills that we have concentrated on. Uh, And I don't mean this in any kind of way to make it somewhat about me or what I've done. That's not it at all. What I'm saying is when we experience hard things, we can feel really powerless. Like we've got no, nothing to contribute, nothing to say, nothing to do. We don't want to do the wrong thing. We don't want to say the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm telling you homemakers that you have something to offer regardless of the situation. And so I'll tell you what we did. And again, it's it's a small thing, but it's not a small thing when it's done for God's glory and for 
for the joy and the love of the person that you're doing it for. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so my younger sister, so there's three sisters, Bryn, me, Ty. Uh, Ty and I got together. We went to her house, cleaned it. It was very unexpected. She wasn't expecting to have to be at the hospital for all this time. She wasn't expecting to have to go through what she went through. Um, so we went to her house and we cleaned it because it was one thing we know how to do. It's clean, wash dishes, right. huge and simple way to bless somebody else. Um, we cleaned her bedroom, made her bed, make sure made sure her laundry was clean, scrubbed her, you know, master bathroom so that she could come in and have a nice bath and, you know, took out the garbage, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I feel like we learned so much of this stuff from my mom too. She's so good at anticipating needs. Um, meals, you know, from when they're at the hospital and you can at least drop something homemade off to when somebody's coming home and you have something there waiting that they don't even have to think about then. What am I going to fix? Because, and these seem like small tools. They seem like insignificant contributions, but they're not like I know we've talked about this before and what it means when somebody cares for you in that way. Mm-hmm. And dang it, like I just, I want to care for people in that way. I want my, my people, you know, that I've been given the blessing of having a relationship with to know like I'm in your corner got your back. You know, and I think that's such a beautiful way to do that. There's a lot of ways that that can look. But um anyway. There I we I think are. it takes a yeah, and it it does, you know, I think it takes a certain boldness and because it is, you know, often when you're watching someone else hurt, <clears throat> like you said, there's a uh, an inhibition about making something about you or attracting to your attention to yourself by actively <clears throat> doing something. Yeah. And you don't want to uh, step on toes. You don't want to be invasive. You know, I think there's a lot of things that hold us back when I think probably action is the better, the better air on the side mm-hmm. of action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was funny. I told my mom, she goes, did you clean her bedroom? And I said, yeah. She goes, she's going to be mortified. I was like, I know. That's why I didn't ask her. (laughs) Right. right. No, it's my sister. So there's a lot more space for Mm -hmm. probably overstepping there. But um, yeah, yes, I would agree. I think erring on the side of action is is always a good route to take. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have I know people they have this this uh, expression. um, Sorry, I have to click my mouse because I plugged my phone in. Uh, When in doubt, chicken out. I know people that use that expression all the time. And I'm always like, no, that is the wrong I've answer. I've never heard that. Yeah. I Mm-mm. I hate it. <laughs> like, When in doubt, I, rise up. That's what I'd say. Something. But yeah. when in doubt, chicken out. And I, I'm not saying it's applied to, to everything. You know, right. they use it. It's a funny expression. But because it's so like antithetical to my personality, even when said in jest or in a lighthearted situation... I'm like, no, don't, no, Mm-mm. no. Well, because we always have doubt. Yeah. Always. <laughs> always. Right? And we're always second guessing of ourselves and our actions. We're, mm-hmm. 
we're always thinking, is this enough? Is it even enough for me to, to bother or would it even matter enough for me to do it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because then those small things add up a hundredfold over Mm -hmm. the course of time. That's what a relationship is. It's looking back and saying, hey, remember when? And you did this and, mm-hmm. you know, and remember when this, that's, yeah, isn't that friendship? Mm-hmm. Now, do you think, uh, do you think you communicate more that way? Are like, are acts of service one of your love languages? Because I know a lot of mine. times. Yeah. yeah. So it's mine too. Um, but I wonder, you know, I, in having this conversation with our audience, I would say, you know, there's other love languages as well. I mean, mm-hmm. there's obviously there's touch, there's gifts, you know, those, if we have someone listening that like, say someone, you knew someone in a similar situation and they're like, I couldn't go into somebody's house and clean their house for them. Yeah. But I could put a beautiful memento together to remember sure. the baby or I could, we yeah. all have our ways that we are geared up mm-hmm. to minister and care for someone. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Um in the Christian world, we call those spiritual gifts mm-hmm. and everybody's different. So again, I have no world framework outside of my, my belief system. So bear with me, but, uh, you also hear the Christian body referred to as a body because a mm-hmm. body has, um, you know, fingers and toes and kneecaps and <laughs> arm hairs, right? Like think about all the different pieces of a body. Well, they all serve a different function, but ultimately, they all work together for the function of the body. Um, and of course, there's a beautiful application of that, even in terms of, let's just say, your family unit, right? Yeah. We're all, I am not meant to serve the same role as Stuart. We have different roles, right? Mm-hmm. And my children have a different role. Our home, like all of these, they're all different, uh, but they all serve the same purpose. Um, and this is why I steer so much away from, from lists or even like personality things. Um, oh my gosh. I, speaking don't. of, we will, no, if no, you, please, it's so funny. <laughs> Listen, if you talk um, about this, we will not have a podcast anymore. <laughs> why? Because women are very attached to their personality tests. I'm Very not. Ad- I know you're not. <laughs> but I, women are. I, friends, if there's one thing I hate, it's a personality test. They annoy the crap out of me. Don't put me in a box. Don't try to give me a label. Don't, for the love of Peter, Paul, don't give me a number, please. <laughs> I know people are very Didn't attached. we just do that when we talked about our love languages, though? <sighs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm banging and now I'm tapping on my I desk think- thinking. Okay, but wait, wait. <laughs> okay. We talk about listening to different podcasts. Sometimes I listen to Matt Walsh. Okay. And the other day he took a personality test online. Now he's kind of a jerk. He's funny and that's kind of his shtick is that he's a jerk. Um, But he took a personality test online and it was hysterical. And at the end, this is why I'm telling this story because it comes back to me. I'm the co-host of this show. <laughs> At the end of it, he goes, I guess what, folks, I'm just an enigma. And it made me laugh so hard because I used to go to this mega church years ago when I was in my early 20s. 
and they made me take a personality test. And I grumbled and griped and I got done with the whole thing. And sure enough, I scored completely even. I'm like, oh, no, actually, I was like all over the place. I'm like, I'm and that's what I said to them. I said, looks like I'm an enigma. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost like we're unique human beings. Almost. (laughs) Almost. The Elliott Homestead Cooking Community is a sponsor of Homemaker Chic Podcast because, frankly, homemakers have to cook. This is for home cooks out there who would love some new inspiration, ideas, and motivation in the kitchen. Each month, you'll get five new recipes shipped to your door or to your inbox, whichever you prefer. Recipes will range from entrees to side dishes to desserts to sourdough breads and everything in between. I'll also guide you through the month's recipes with a long, in-depth cooking video showing you new skills and encouraging you as you give these recipes recipes a try in your own kitchen. And lastly, you'll be invited into our exclusive community of like-minded home cooks where you can ask questions, share your successes, and gain inspiration from women just like you. The Elliott Homestead Cooking Community is here to inspire and nourish your family with whole food recipes, price-conscious recipes, from scratch recipes that are designed to enjoy. We're going to teach you to bake. We're going to teach you to use sourdough. We're going to teach you to ferment things and to try new ingredients. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com to join as a member today. Visit analoisa.com forward slash homemaker for 10% off our favorite jewelry. That's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. Homemakers, Ana Luisa is partnering with us for Ultra Feminine Friday. So if you're looking for simple feminine jewelry to wear at home or on date night with your day dresses to church on Sunday morning, then we invite you to try the beautiful pieces of jewelry from Ana Luisa. Rings, earrings, necklaces, and more starting at just $39. So there is something for every budget. They are designed in small batches with recycled materials whenever possible. These pieces are timeless and affordable and fall under our podcast motto, of better, not more. New jewelry collections are released every Friday, so celebrate our hashtag Ultra Feminine Friday with us by visiting analoisa.com forward slash homemaker for 10% off, or of course, visit the show notes or website for a direct link. And if you're following over on Patreon, you can see these beautiful pieces in person. Visit analoisa.com forward slash homemaker for 10% off, and don't forget to join us and Analoisa for Ultra Feminine Friday over on Instagram. Angela and I get asked about our skincare routine a lot. The secret is Tubes & Co. Tubes & Co. is your one-stop shop for all things natural and organic that are free from GMOs, toxins, fillers, any artificial colors or fragrances, or synthetic chemicals. This is a company created by our friend Emily who has taken quality ingredients to an entirely new level. Whether you're looking for tallow bombs, deodorant, shampoo, soap, foundation, lipstick, skin tonics, eyeshadows, so much more, this is where you need to head. Emily dreams of women using her skincare with confidence, knowing that it is pure. I want you to go and try the frankincense tallow balm and feel that whipped silky pleasure. Or try the red wine lipstick and enjoy feeling dressed up. The charcoal ball is amazing for cleaning skin and removing the day's makeup. And of course, make sure you try the glow serum formulated from virgin unrefined oils, which has raving five-star reviews. Visit tubesandco.com to stock your bathroom and makeup case with these pure, beautiful products and use the coupon code HOMEMAKER for 10% off. Here's why I don't like personality tests is because I think they can be a real reason to excuse your sin and your weaknesses because you're like, well, acts of service isn't my love language, so I don't need to go and clean her house. I'll send her a card. Eh, Well, yes, 
<laughs> but maybe you should also get over yourself. <laughs> you know, I think, and I say yeah. this because I also think our nature, in our nature, we will choose the path of least resistance. Hmm. Uh, that That is sort of the natural flow of things. Now, there's plenty, obviously, of people who have learned to go against that. But I think... If you're just like, well, this is my personality. I'm an introvert. I'm a 7B. And so I don't like to go out after eight or I don't like to have people over. Whatever. I don't know. I have no idea what the things are. I just mean. But then I would say I'm like a proud introvert. So I Fine. Be an introvert. That doesn't mean you can just be an introvert. No, it doesn't. Absolutely not. You still you still got to be like a functioning member of your community. Now it might mean I know, you, you I just schedule made a lot of things. Really happy I know, because they they love their personality. We haven't had a good rant in a while. It was it was coming. <laughs> it was just really Why funny. I was in the garden that? when he goes. Well, I guess I'm just an enigma. I just like blur. I had my earbuds in and I just <laughs> blurted out laughing because I remember all those years ago me going, "Sorry, I'm just an enigma." Um, <laughs> why are we talking about that? Because uh, we were talking, well, I had brought up uh, like ex- I just your okay. uh, love language because I was okay. just thinking about other people and their communication styles. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to have people that are going to be really they're going to be good at touch because yep. touch is there. So they're going to be that person that can sit down on the hospital bed and comfortably embrace someone and love on them physically, you know, or yeah. whatever. everybody's. Let me tell oh. you a story about that. Speaking of. Oh, hello, little person. Would you like to say hi? A little person. Hi. Hi, Junior. It's podcast time, Junior. Word podcasting, yes. When Mama podcasts, you can watch Donald Duck. Okay. So when waits, licking his chops. Are you going to record your podcast today? When Bryn was having her first baby, Danae, I was 16 at the time. Danae's 18 now. And... My best friend at the time was named Abby and Abby and I worked together. We got the news while we were at work that Bryn was in labor. And in my family, like you kind of just go to the hospital. You just, everyone just goes and you just hang out and some, you know, whoever's allowed is in the room and everyone else is in the waiting room, but like, you're just there just -hmm. the way that it is. Um, So we were there and Abby went with me and I remember standing outside the door. I don't know if any of you have seen labor for the first time, like birth for the first time. It's a little shocking. It is shocking. Don't you think? <laughs> anyway, my, mine was the first one I'd ever seen. Well, did you like mirror it? Were you one of the mirror people? No, but I mean, I was okay. okay I was the first birth. I was uh, mine was the first. Birth okay. I was ever present at. Okay. okay. D- Danae's was the first birth I was ever present at. Anyway, I remember bringing Brynn a coffee like. She loved iced coffee. He's like, I've got you this. And I and that was my contribution, right? And Abby mm-hmm. went over to her and Bryn was on the birthing ball, you know, in the throes of it. And she was rubbing her back and she just had this maternal, tender mm-hmm. ability to touch in a mm-hmm. just such a beautiful way that I do not have that gift at all. If I touch you, it's very awkward. <laughs> Do you want me to stroke your you're doing great? <laughs> oh my gosh. You guys need to be patrons. This is very funny. <laughs> anyway. 
yes friends when they do the spoons <laughs> remember the wooden spoon back massage episode on no friends, i that don't trashy show we all used to watch. uh anyway my point is yes we all have spiritual gifts but use them boldly and then you know also get over yourself when you need to mm-hmm. and never assume that anyone is ever comfortable <laughs> functioning around other people True. I remember realizing, um, okay, you're introverted and you suck at conversation. You're going to need to step it up if you're going to be a grown up. I mean, yes, I remember the conscious decision. No longer is it for acceptable for you to be in a group of people and not be able to like attempt function. Yeah. I still hate small talk, but like I can do it now. Mm -hmm. And Maybe, maybe I'm horrid at it. Maybe I'm not, but I, I can do it where before I would just be like, <laughs> <laughs> yep, I got nothing. <laughs> I know that's why this uh, podcast ends up being so honest because like I can't, neither of you us can't. can really hide even what's right. It's just going to come out. Sorry. Maybe that's like why we're baby. only supposed to talk to people. Who we're around, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's a, uh, it is good to grow in all these things. It's good to be reminded mm-hmm. that we need to we need to grow in these things, and in a horrible, horrible way. Um, I got together with Audrey last night. Uh, if you're new to Homemaker Chic, Audrey is a friend of mine whose daughter died of brain cancer three week three months ago, and. Um, I mean, that was like one of the deepest griefs I can ever remember experiencing. Um, But grief is something that you learn to name. You learn to know what it feels like. Um, Mm. So this was also, Audrey was also the one after Carla died a couple weeks ago who said, that's grief. Like, remember that? (laughs) Remember what you felt before? You got to, you got to name it. Um, And so Emma by the way, was the baby's name. Her name was Emma Ray. And it hit like, it just hit like a ton of bricks. And it was like, oh, I don't want to go back here. Mm. I've been here three times this year, which is like not my normal pace of life. Um, (laughs) But it was great to be able to, to see it, to recognize it and be like, I know what to do. I know what to do with this. Hmm. And I know what that what it's going to mean for our family. I know what's going to mean what it's going to mean for, you know, what needs to happen next. And so in a way it is a period of training when we go through these difficult bloody times. Um it's a it is a training for your spirit. And that's a good thing. Well, you wouldn't want to finish where you started. No. No, you wouldn't want to finish where you started. And like Audrey reminded me last night, she said God's greatest work, his greatest moment of all time started with death. And so, you know, death is one of those things that we avoid. We don't see it. We don't smell it. We don't know what it looks like. We don't know what it feels like. We we do everything that we can to avoid talking about it, living with it. I mean, 
we want to. And then we can then we consume it like it's nothing that we read yeah. the headlines and we go, oh, that's a bummer. That building fell. Oh man, that's yeah. terrible. Like we just, yeah, yeah we don't. Or we, we don't handle you know, it very well. <laughs> or we watch entertainment of people dying right. all the time. That's not what death is like. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know what death was like until I had to sort of walk in a closer relationship with it, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. But it's good to know. It's that is a good thing to know what to do and how to how to manage. I've gained a ton of knowledge about it just watching my church, the way my church operates, my pastor, my elders, the way that they care for people who are dying, uh, who or who have loved somebody who has died. Um, there's a lot to be seen there by just kind of shutting up and opening your eyes and say, what are these people who I respect, who have great wisdom? What are they doing? Like, let me just mirror what they are doing. Um, what's been shocking to me about this, and I, I'm only a few days in, so I've yet to process, but I was very blessed in that I never had to deal with miscarriage. And I have not had to had to really interact with it on many levels. But mm. simultaneously knowing that there are millions of women who have had to deal with this. Why don't we talk about this? I don't know, Shay. Why don't so people just suffer alone? They just, ex- they have to experience this, you know, this death of, of a full person, a, f- a full person. And you don't talk about it? Why? I don't know. Well, And it's, it's, it's not just the loss of the baby. It's the loss of the changing body. It's the loss of the idea of being pregnant. It's the loss of now what do I do with all this stuff? It's it's so multifaceted and it is just not addressed. And it's addressed and when it's addressed, it's addressed on a scale. Oh, how far along were you? Yeah, like it's is the first question. <laughs> I mean, I lost a baby, my first baby very early. I'm like, what, am I disqualified now? Yeah. I don't I don't get to grief. I don't get to like cry for the next two years every time I think about this. Be- because why? Because why? Yeah. Well, that's what I've been really, it really bothers me. Really struggling with is um hmm. Let me see if I can try and explain this the best that I can. I was trying to explain this to my sister, Ty, this morning, and she was like, I think I understand what you're saying. Um, Emma was a full person, and we knew her in that you you spend this time anticipating, I have this many nieces now, and here's her name, and here's her stuff, and here's this little pocket of space that she will um, fill. Fill. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so, but the world, people who don't know Bryn, people who don't know our family, people who don't exist around us, they didn't know her as a full person. They just thought, okay, Bryn's pregnant. Okay. Um, so in, in, in losing her, there's now this hole that will always mm-hmm. be there. Because there was a person there, a full person. Mm. And now there's not a person there. And yet the world doesn't grieve for those babies because they didn't see them. Right? 
so in in their mind like if you don't see it it's not real yeah well and there's a detachment too it's just like the same analogy of watching the news and being able to hear about countless deaths every day and being able to be detached even i mean maybe this is just semantics but even just the term pregnant if you say your sister was with child you know i mean there's we we have all these things that we all these like things we employ that that kind of keep this detachment between it being a whole person you know that's a there there's a big canyon to jump over yeah cuz we have words like fetus and pregnant and we don't you know right to get from point a to point b to me personally is a big jump yeah and i think that is where this disconnect even in the female community of properly addressing miscarriage maybe it comes from there maybe we start with acknowledging what was really happening yeah so we can mourn properly and comfort and console and encourage properly mm-hmm. so what do you think sort of the not to put it in too much of a bullet point kind of a moment but mm-hmm. For a woman who suffers a miscarriage, what do you see see as sort of the proper path forward, let's say, as a friend who's who's sort of walking alongside somebody who's going through that? Well, this is – I mean, this could be a really can of worms and I'm not going to be, art, be able to articulate myself because my thoughts aren't completely formulated. But I do think in the female community, we have a lot of uh, – neglect going on. Okay. I'm perimenopausal. I don't know who to talk to. Like nobody's going to walk. I'm like seeking out people to walk through this with me Mm -hmm. because all this crazy crap's happening. And okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So we don't talk about that. That's like not common knowledge. Yeah. Even, even I talked to my sister because I had a breast concern a few months ago and she's 10 years younger than me i said i know you we come from this super healthy family and all this stuff and we were really never told this by mom or whatever get to know your breasts get to know them so you can do the little exam every month after your period know your body um women don't know all the ins and outs of conception and how their body really works we don't even know many of us what happens when there's a miscarriage Okay, graphic warning, children. Okay, there's a lot of women walking around that just, they just hear the word miscarriage and it just goes right over their head. They don't realize that you bleed for a long time afterwards or you you pass the baby. Mm-hmm. There is, there's trauma in your personal bathroom that you experience on your own or in the hospital. I think we need to like connect the dots and really, if we would acknowledge what what was really what was. And what if we knew as women what really happens? I think we would have a lot more empathy and sympathy mm-hmm. and compassion for mm-hmm. people going through it. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like this disconnect. Yeah. I agree. Hmm. I agree. And I guess. So, as a friend, I think remembering that, okay, your friend is going to be. I mean, I remember praying, please, God, can I please stop bleeding? I can't believe I'm saying this to the world. 
every time I go to the bathroom, I'm reminded of what happened. Mm -hmm. Please, can I be done now? I need to be done. Mm -hmm. So it's not just one and done for her. She's going to experience it for for possibly weeks. Yeah. And there's there could be medical procedures involved and it's freaking traumatic. Yeah. Nobody wants I mean so as a friend like rem- like really acknowledging or or getting maybe do a little reading or understand what what she's going through sure. so you can serve and care for her accordingly. And good God, give her permission because if we have this female community where we don't really do that for each other, then she doesn't even feel full permission to grieve the maybe the way she really wants to. What if she just wants to throw down? What yeah. if it was really horrible for her? Yeah. But it's like, oh, I need to be, I need to keep together because I was just seven weeks or, mm-hmm. you know, I have all these other kids, so I should just be grateful for what I have. <sighs> I think in general, our culture does a very poor job of grieving. Mm-hmm. And what we tend to do is distract or numb. Fill voids. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's been going on for a long time, but yeah. that's not exclusive to our culture. But I think grief is, grief is a, it's a gross friend to have. It's not a friend you want. It's not a friend you want to know. It's not a friend you want to be in bed with, frankly. Mm-hmm. And yet here you are, it's inevitable, whether it's a miscarriage or it's a, you know, death of a, anyone. Take your pick. What are you grieving over? Mm-hmm. The life you thought mm-hmm. you would have, you know? Uh, yeah. So many, so many opportunities for grief. But I think we recently talked about this. I love actually the idea of of people who are grieving wearing black and being like, this is where I'm at. You want to know Somebody where I'm at? Say, this yeah, is where I'm here's at. Here's my black. Right. Here's where I still am. Yeah. And so proceed accordingly. Uh, I got an email from a listener. Um, I had talked about them uh, wearing a black band on their arm. Yes. She's like, that was what they did. And she shared her own story of her personal decision to wear black mm. after after a loss. And it got me thinking. I remember younger, I had friends who were Assyrian. So they're like Iraqi Christians. Okay. And um, they were experiencing one loss after another in their family for a few years and she wore black Mm -hmm. and she just wore it nonstop because of subsequent losses and i was young and cocky and insensitive i just thought like that is dumb like you're believers Mm -hmm. you you don't have to do that Mm -hmm. and now looking back as a grown-up i just have a lot more respect for her decision to say Here's where I am. She stayed home. Yeah. And she wasn't like, she wasn't in the fetal position in bed. Yeah. Drunk. You know, she, she was functioning, but she's like, this is my posture. Mm -hmm. This is, this is my outward way of saying, here's what happened to our family. Right. Yeah. And just because you're grieving doesn't mean you don't have hope. Oh no. She laughed. She was, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like that. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just this punishment yeah it wasn't a punishment and that's the way i looked at it why would you do that to yourself well that's how i kind of i'm ashamed like i'm ashamed of the thoughts that went through my mind it's shameful i think christians can sort of get into this like 
the self-lashing sort of a thing. Like, oh, if I feel sad or pissed off about what's happening, that somehow I don't have enough faith or I'm not trusting Mm -hmm. in God's sovereignty. I'm not trusting in his Mm -hmm. mercy or I'm not trusting in his goodness or his tenderness. Mm -hmm. Both things can be true at the same time. Yes. You we have a really hard time with that. As a <laughs> it, is a, it is two things being true at the same yeah. time. So yeah. you can trust that something as horrific as a miscarriage mm-hmm. happened. And you can be s- ridiculously sad. You are allowed to grieve that. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you can also trust that God is good and he is merciful and he is sovereign. Those things mm-hmm. can be true together. And so I think what happens even with something, you know, this is just one example, but with something like the wearing black, you think, oh, well, you know, here I am in this pit, you know, therefore I must just be a terrible Christian, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not practicing. No, that's not true. You're, you're sad. We're humans. We have emotions. What happened mm-hmm. after Lazarus died? Jesus wept. Mm-hmm. He wept. Jesus, who knew he was going to raise him from the dead, right? Mm-hmm. Like right then, <laughs> he knew right. he was coming back, and he right. still wept. Right. And I just, I think we have to just, like you said, when we understand these things, we can approach them with such a deeper empathy. And I am embarrassed to say I think I probably was one of those women who just heard miscarriage and and grieved it, but didn't understand it, mm-hmm. you know, and you never, you, sometimes you just don't gain wisdom and understanding until you walk through these things, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to lament about one more thing and then I'll be done. I couldn't be with her. And we talked about this like episode, what, two? <laughs> Is it a COVID thing? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, So, of course, her husband was in there, as he should be. Mm -hmm. Um, And praise God for that. My parents uh, were able to, like, kind of pop in. But they said, like, absolutely not. You can't can't stay. Your sisters can't come. And um, I think physical presence is so important. Mm -hmm. Even if you just sit in a room with somebody while they weep. You know, um, I think it's just so important to be there. We're talking about action, be there. Um, we have so many great examples of this. I have a, a friend in particular, and he has sat in more hospital waiting rooms than I can count, just that I know of. Just being right. there, you know, removed enough from the situation that he wouldn't really think about going inside to. the room. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But like, I'm here, just hanging out. What do you need? You want coffee? You want food? Want me to want to come out? I'll pray with you. Like I'm here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just so powerful. So it it uh that was hard. Hard to not be oh, able yeah. to to be there. So okay, I'm done now. Y'all okay. pray for her if you would. She's got a that's a long it's a long recovery ahead. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. tough stuff. Tough stuff. Where do you go from there in a conversation? <laughs> I don't know because my butt's kind of boiling over the COVID thing. So. <laughs> well, 
Well, I ended up messaging Audrey about it because if you want to talk about COVID hospital <laughs> restrictions, Audrey is the person to engage in a conversation with. Oh, humanity. Um, yeah. Because the people... Not even with a test, like not a stick up the nose or anything. That's what I said. How can they 10,000 people go into a comedy show with rapid testing? Okay, you're COVID free. Come on in. Come on into the stadium. Yeah. You know, can we not employ this in hospitals yet? <laughs> I don't know. I don't quite understand it. Um, mm-hmm. But again, kind of back to where we were going before. It, it is such a good reminder um, to just to be ready. Be ready before you think you need to be ready. Uh, whether that is in actual terms of like just praying, you know, understanding your spiritual gifts so that you know how to employ them when you need them. Um, praying that you would have eyes to see the needs of people, um, mm. having your house ready for what it needs to be for whomever it needs to be, whatever for, uh, mm-hmm. having supplies ready. You know, we've talked about this before when, when yeah. something comes like, that's it. It's game time. And I, I just keep learning. I feel like I just keep learning this lesson over and over. It's just like, be ready. <laughs> Be ready to serve. Be ready. Be ready. Put do the Costco order. You know, get the paper plates. Get the the little aluminum dishes that you can take people meals in. Um, hit those prayers hard. And um, yeah, tell you what, telling the kids that was tricky because we've been praying for Auntie's baby mm-hmm. every day, every day. And, um, and I love that though, because they got to see us supporting on this end and they're going to see, you know, the rally of our people at this end and, Mm -hmm. um, man, the things we can teach our kids through suffering, through hard times. You have to you have yeah. to say something because I was thinking about our friend that we lost and just yeah. taking our children to the service and it was long and like I said he was in public service yeah. so there was an element of formality to it yeah and not not for our you know again like not about us not not that mm-hmm. it was for our benefit but I as a mother I was able to look at that day and those the first conversation where we sat them down and then the subsequent days and the things that were doing for her you know if we if needed um and just no like they're learning yeah this is this was their first exposure to to death yeah so um being proud of them the way they conducted themselves and it just that's where my mind was yeah and i i think that's kind of the what we're saying really is like we shouldn't waste, you know, we're stopping and smelling the roses. That's the theme of this season. That's the theme, right. And um, if that means stopping and giving thanks for a beautiful morning where things are okay, then <laughs> praise God. Have an extra cup of coffee, say your prayers, squeeze your babies, like yes and amen. Um, mm-hmm. But don't, don't waste, don't waste the grief. Don't waste the hard times, you know, don't, mm-hmm. don't think like you said at the beginning, don't think that, oh, when we get through this or 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, we I know we have a lot of military listeners actually who mm. from all over the world. Like when we just are done with this deployment, or when we when we can finally move out of this country, or when I'm just back home with my parents, like then then it'll be good. And I would just plead with you, listeners, to not waste wherever the Lord has you right now, even if that place sucks. <laughs> really, uh, there's something I I say to Joel on when we have tough days. It's a little chaotic, yeah, a little twitchy around here. <laughs> I say these could be the good old days. Yeah. Yep. That's very yeah. true. That's very mm-hmm. true. And if you actually have eyes to open to see people around you, you're walking closely in community with people. They are mm-hmm. the good old days because it's not mm-hmm. if great grief will come or if hardship will come. It's when this is not, you know, Shangri-La here. We're right. living in a fallen world, a hard world. And are there beautiful, incredible, amazing moments? Yes, absolutely. But I mean, death comes to us all and hardship comes to us all. And you need to have the tools to deal with it. One of those tools is thankfulness. Thankfulness to be able to see what what we talk about, stopping and smelling the roses, you know, being thankful mm-hmm. for the roses because the hardship's coming. And so, um, and I don't say that in a bad, it's not, a, doesn't have to be a bad thing. Is it going to hurt? Yeah, it's going to hurt. But that's not where the story ends. So we've done that. We had to do like three of these episodes this season. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's unbelievable. It is. But I'm uh, I'm glad we talked about miscarriage because odds are. No, statistically speaking, probably about 75% of our listeners have had to deal with this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, then. Um, actually, I'm going to I'm going to are... say one more thing oh. before. Uh, if you guys would like <laughs> to offer a note of encouragement to Bryn, um, you can send it to my P.O. box, um, which is P.O. box three, six, nine. And it's Malaga, M.A.L.A.G.A. Washington, nine, eight, eight, two, eight. Um, and I will pass those along to her because, Hey, (laughs) if we're talking about women, not walking through this alone, Mm -hmm. I know she would love to hear some encouraging stories from women who know what she's going through. Good, good, good. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, the taking care of business side (laughs) friends, we are going to take a break on Monday because we know you will be picnicking and at the beach and celebrating with your family. So we will see you hear you be with you a week from today yes next thursday Thursday. yep so have a fabulous fourth of july with the beautiful people that are in your life Mm -hmm. celebrate with them join us tomorrow for ultra feminine friday on instagram using the uh, hashtag ultra feminine friday if you have some anna louisa jewelry show us your stuff they are sponsoring our ultra feminine friday And thank you so much for supporting our sponsors. Uh, We love our sponsors and we love it that you love them Mm -hmm. because they they help the show stay on the air Mm -hmm. and our patrons too. So you can see Shay in her beautiful top and me in my skanky tank top today. (laughs) Patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic podcast to watch the video version. And thank you so much for uh, 
working with us last week because we had some serious technical difficulties and the video was a bust. <laughs> it's never happened before. No, no. We don't know what happened. Sometimes so. you just got to start over, <laughs> restart all of the computers and just start over. Right. <laughs> Speaking Reboot. of, I actually bought myself a Polaroid camera. I was like, this charging batteries, like, I just want a camera that gives me a picture. I'm My so excited. kids want a Polaroid. So did you get like an old, like vintage kind or one of those new ones? No, it's or? a, it's a full, I mean, it's a new one. So it's mm-hmm. not compatible with old Polaroid film, which is fine because okay. you can't get it anymore. I think I can't remember what it's called, but um, I mean, does it give you the little ones? No, or Georgia has bigger? one of those. It's the big ones. Okay. And you know, they're expensive. Oh, yeah. I want one. Yeah. But I was like, I'm going to really? build myself a little scrapbook of just my little moments that they don't Aww. exist on Instagram. No, there's nobody else. Yeah. They're mine. They're just right. Um, I heard this great musician, actually one of the musicians from Fish, and he said, you got to be careful when you're creative. You got to hold something back for yourself. Oh, yeah. And I thought that was really kind of profound. And I was like, this is, my Polaroids are going to be that. They're my little, mm-hmm. my little treasures. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Okay, ladies, uh, thanks for crying Alrighty. with us once again. We love you. And we'll see you guys next Thursday. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.